Welcome to the Starfighter Podcast, Episode 2. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again. I'm the host, Dom Torres, joined by two awesome guys here today. Our co-host, Jake Koskella. How are you doing? Hey, uh, doing good. Good to see you. Good to be promoted from last episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the spice was there, man. It was there. We had it. Hey, we had something. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, so... I got nothing better to do than this, so let's keep it rolling. And our special guest, my older brother, Adrian Torres. How are you doing, bro? So special. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good, good to, to see you guys. Kick back and talk some Star Wars, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to break down Season 2, Episode 7, The Believer. And let's just get right into it. Uh, we start out at this junkyard. We can see this is where the prisoners are spending their time, um, you know, dealing with the repercussions of what they've been doing, all their crime in the galaxy. Uh, this is where we're reintroduced to the character of Mayfield played by Bill Burr. My initial thoughts I wanted to give, um, and then I'll throw it to you guys. I was a little bit worried at first because I wasn't the biggest fan in season one, but honestly, from the very beginning of this episode, they won me over with his character. I, mm -hmm. I thought he like shined in this episode and I really liked all the context and backstory that they gave to him. Um, Adrian, what were your thoughts on the reintroduction of Mayfield? Yeah. I mean, not to get too far ahead in the episode, but I, I guess it's nice to just kick it off by saying like my biggest thought for the whole episode was Bill Burr acted his butt off. I mean, that like totally, cause he's a comedian, I believe I'm not too yeah. familiar with him, but um, known for like stand up and stuff. And yeah, I mean, he was okay. Uh, I know he kind of got uh, in, in the previous episode, I know he kind of got some slack for the, the New York accent, which I have opinions <laughs> about that, but which I think it's fine. But um yeah, he really, really proved that he's he's actually a really good actor. So I thought it was great overall. And and yeah, very early on, I thought I was it, he he fit the part. He sh he proved that he fit the part and seemed very natural, even right there in that junkyard scene. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely I definitely agree with you too. Um, he was good in the first episode, but I feel like it was sort of rushed with the whole prison escape and everything. It was just a lot of action. But uh, this episode really got, as you said, see his backstory, give him more personality, and he also gave him a lot more chance to be funny, I think. Totally. Totally. So then we're flying off to Morak, and that's the secret hub, um, the secret imperial hub where they are refining the Rhydonium explosives. And so the plan is that Mayfield is going to uh, help Mando get the coordinates for Moff Gideon's Star Destroyer. Um, but the catch is that the database is going to have to scan one of their faces. And I think my favorite line, because they're all going through which one was going to um, end up going with Mayfield. And my favorite line was um, when Boba Fett says, let's just say that they might recognize my face. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so anyways, they decide that 
that Din is going to be the one uh, to go with Mayfield. And so they suit up uh, in the trooper uniform and they head out. Uh, Jake, did you want to give me your thoughts um, on this scene? Uh, yeah. I mean, we had that whole kind of car ride, whatever the transports um, to the facility, which obviously we got a lot of action and a lot of uh, comedy as well in it, which was pretty cool. But uh, it was interesting uh, sort of the dialogue that they had there with uh, Mayfield kind of giving Dinjarin a speech about how everybody's got their lines that they won't cross until things get messy. Um, it's kind of interesting why he would say that. Um, we're not just, I feel like there's more to it. It's not just about, oh, he's got to remove his helmet once these things get messy, but it's sort of, um, I think it's definitely foreshadowing something there because he definitely has a code that he lives by, but I mean, he's not really against killing or anything like that, but I think we will see at some point, uh, what he's willing to sacrifice to get Grogu back. Yeah. Good point. Did you want to add anything, Adrian? Uh, yeah, real similar thoughts. Um, I, I definitely think it's going to show they're, they're showing kind of that struggle that Din is going to start having as, you know, he's been introduced to this this other type of Mandalorian, this other type of, I guess, authentic Mandalorian. And um, and I, and I mean, several people have said it already, but this show seems like it's going to be sort of about defining what it means to be Mandalorian. And so I think it's cool that they're definitely exploring that. And um, I guess what I'll say is, honestly, that that car ride and all those things that um, that Mayfield was saying, um, I, I was going to say Miggs. His first name is Miggs. I caught that when I was looking at the <laughs> subtitles. This I'm like Miggs. Um, the, the, the things that Miggs was saying in that, in that ride, um, I think that's what really sold him for me because you started to see kind of like the, um, the foundation of why he acts the way he does. Obviously not a lot of honor in some of the things he's, he's been doing, but um, he really shows like that really calloused side and, you know, what it takes to do the kinds of things that he's doing and, you know, have, have that sort of callous viewpoint of the, of the galaxy. Right, yeah, right. So we're going to move forward and we see that they, they get close to the refinery and then they get ambushed by these pirates. Oh, let's take a look at that drink real quick, bro. <laughs> his, his eyes are a little... If I tip Pretty it this awesome. way, his eyes work a little bit better. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. Very nice, very nice. So yeah, they get ambushed by these pirates um, who are trying to blow up the Rhydonium. And this is the first time that we see, I believe, um, Din Djarin, he has to put up a fight without his gear, without his armor. Uh, Jake, how do you feel about this action scene? Yeah, I think it was one of the best that we have seen. Um, obviously, uh, I like this whole kind of thing with the Imperial and the transports and the pirates kind of saying who's good, who's bad, really. Um, but I like how this show gives us a deeper look into the Empire. And um, it was cool to see Din Djarin give, uh, do this hand-to-hand -hand combat with these people because he didn't have much to go off. His blaster, unfortunately, did not have very much ammo. <laughs> uh, but we saw, like we saw in last week's episodes, um, 
I just thought it's really cool how they display the armor. Like, it's kind of crappy armor, especially compared to his best car steel. So it's shattering and breaking all over the place when he's putting up a fight. Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool to see him hold his own in hand-to-hand combats and uh, throwing the grenades back and everything, trying to get over there. Um, with Bill Burr giving the comedic input as well during the whole thing, I thought it was such a yeah. great scene and great episode overall. Do you want to add anything to that, Adrian? Um, no, not without getting into the next part. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? Take us, take us into that because, you know, they finally get to the base, and the stormtroopers they're they're saluting them. You know, great job. Um, this is right after the tie, tie fighters come in and, and help save the day. Also, but yeah, so everyone's giving them a, a good job. They get into the base. Um, take us through this scene, bro, about um, they're, they're going to try and get to the database, but, but they run into some issues. Um, yeah. I, I guess one thing I was going to say was like, I, I really want to see a parody of Din and Mayfield going into there and then, you know, the stormtroopers and everyone there, you know, cheering them on, saluting them. They're, they're, they're all so proud, so happy that they're, they're the only ones to make it. Um, I'd love to see a parody where they're just like, I don't know, this kind of feels good. Let's just, maybe let's just roll with this for a while. Like you could probably ride that party out for a few days. <laughs> um, but, but no, it definitely, it definitely drove home the, the awkwardness. And, and then when you factor in what we learn about Mayfield and, um, as well as Din's, uh, view towards the empire and everything like that you really feel the tension. I think that's the biggest thing that happened. I, I can't remember feeling, I can't remember any episode feeling that tense leading all the way up to, you know, he goes, tries to scan his helmet, I guess just not wanting to face the fact that he's gonna have to take it off. Um, and then all the way up to where they move and they're having a drink with, um, sorry, his, his name is escaping. Yeah, it's, I think it's Officer Hess. Right. And his former commanding officer. Yeah, the tension building and building. Again, I think it was the best episode for that because you just felt it the whole time. And I think that's where Bilber really hit his peak in the episode because that look in his eyes and his subtlety with his head movement and and where he's looking, you felt his anger. he, He did outstanding right there. Yeah, and going along with that, I think some people are going to argue and say that this was actually a filler episode, but it really wasn't. There was a lot of context, especially with the dialogue. And like you said, Adrian, just so much tension in that scene. That really was like um, the climax of that episode is that conversation and then them getting out. And so we'll get to that now. They're, they shoot their, their way out the window um got a lot of prequel vibes from this from phantom menace and then attack of the clones uh, as they're headed out the window and the troopers are chasing them down cardoon and fennec they're giving them cover they're shooting the troopers slave one comes in grabs the guys um we got this awesome scene where mayfield grabs the rifle and he shoots the explosive taking out the entire base then we got some TIE fighters coming in. I'm going to throw this to Jake because I'm pretty sure this is probably your favorite part. 
Oh, dude, it's so great. Like I mentioned last episode, love episode two. It's it's just it's so good. I don't care what people say, but I mean, this totally brings you back. You you, you were waiting for it. I think you mentioned that last last episode that you're just waiting for the slave one to drop these seismic charges, and he does. Um, yeah, I knew it was, was gonna just, happen. Oh yeah, it's gotta happen. I mean, it's and it's just so intense. I love it so much. Like you knew it was gonna happen, and you're waiting for that awesome sound that they make. It just vibrates the whole house. I was sitting watching with the boys, and we're like, we're like, please, we need it, we need it, please. <laughs> right? Yeah, just crank that sound through the whole house. It's so intense. I mean, going right back to Django and Obi Wan's dogfight in Episode Two, and. I've always felt they were a little impractical because of how just linear they are. But uh, you can't beat that power. I mean, perfect shot, just like Stat showed him, right? Completely decimating those TIE fighters. And all it take was one shot. Yeah, totally. And so, so good. they get back to ground. They're going to part ways with Mayfield. Adrian, what were your thoughts on this scene? Um, again, all, all real good. Um, yeah, it, he, he played the awkwardness really well right there at the end too. Um, you know, it kind of made me think like, I mean, what's this planet like? Does he, he doesn't have food or water? Like, how's he gonna, how's he gonna survive? But he seemed very happy to just go off and yeah, I, I'm sure he'll, he'll be just fine. But yeah, it was, um, it was good. And, and in some ways I was kind of happy to see him, you know, I guess, be free and not have to go back to prison. I actually thought he was going to stay with the crew. Mm. Yeah, I, guys... I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, that's I think that's what the show does so well is they introduce side characters in these episodes and you're like, oh, just come on, hop on the ship, join us. But I mean, you can't have everybody. And uh, I, I think we'll mm-hmm. see him again. I think he, especially because he gave such an amazing performance that uh, they'll bring him back eventually. I think so too. Speaking of which, can I just say real quick, this whole, well, after the previous episode as well, but ever since it became, okay, like now we got to go save Grogu. It's like, it's like, okay, cool. We went back and got Kara. We, um, you know, we got Boba Fett um, and Fennec, whatever. Why can't Bo-Katan be there too? Like, (laughs) like out of all of them, it's just like, I was really hoping we'd go back and get Bo-Katan, but Obviously, they don't quite have the relationship there. So, well, we'll, we'll get back to that in just a minute. Um, but yeah, closing out this episode with our last scene, um, we cut to Moff Gideon back on his starfighter or his star destroyer. And he gets this transmission from Din. Did this scene work for you guys? How do you feel about it, Jake? Um, I thought it was good. Uh, it was a little, a little different because I don't think Mando usually, he doesn't really say his feelings, right? He does, right. I, obviously we know how much the kid means to him, but he never really voices it. So it was different, but definitely something that was welcomed that he was really putting into words that don't cross him. I mean, he's going to do anything to get him back. Yeah, go along with that. That's another thing that I think the show does really well is it doesn't matter that the helmet is on you know his his emotions so well with the music and even just with the tilt of his head sometimes you you understand exactly what he's going to going through so 
yeah, it was different to actually have him have um, more to say. And yeah. it was the same speech that Gideon gives him uh, end of season one. What do you think, bro? Yeah, to be honest, I had a little bit of mixed feelings on it when I first um, when I first watched the episode. You know, definitely got that he's he's kind of repeating Moff's, Moff Gideon's words right back to him. Um, but when it got to the last line where he says, he means more to me than you can possibly ever know or something like that. Um, I, I, I found myself thinking like, you shouldn't have told him that. Like, cause now he knows how bad you, like now he knows that it's a personal thing and it makes me think of the way Tarkin works. Um, and I'm sure they're going to try to make Gideon very similar where he cares about what, what the, um, his enemies want on a very personal level. And so, and then he uses that to his advantage. And so in some ways I'm like, I don't think he should have said that. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's part of what Gideon said, you know, in season one, except he said, it means more to me than you could possibly know. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess it kind of works for me. And also, I guess the other part that it made me think too, actually to your point, Jake, is like, up until now, we haven't really really seen him take, well, he's sort of easing into the ownership of Grogu being his son or, or like his child. And this is like one of, like probably the biggest way that we've seen him just say, okay, this is, this is my child. I care about, I care about him on a personal level now. Um, obviously he's not going to go try to sell him or anything like that. So um, you see that it's, it is much more emotional. And so in some ways I, I kind of appreciated that, that that's what they were going for. Yeah. Well said. We're going to, conclude this episode here pretty soon um but first you guys have any final thoughts about this episode jake um yeah i think you made a good point that it kind of feels like a filler episode but i think there's definitely a lot more to it and it was just an awesome episode overall uh i think it was really clear uh it kind of turns it from him just trying to get grogu and bring him to the jedi to sort of his fight against the empire I think uh, being there, having that drink with the officer and them talking about what he did, just sacrificing all those lives, um, I think it kind of shows really still what the Empire is all about. We know how terrible they are, but uh, he hasn't really cared about that. So it'll be interesting to see Ford, uh, if when he gets Grogu back, uh, what really uh, they go from here. Is it just going to be all about the Jedi or I can see it being much more about uh, their fight against the empire. Cause they're kind of, they're rebels at this point. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I've been thinking um, and what I wanted to say a bit of a tangent, but I'll make it quick. Um, <laughs> as far as everybody um, and not that you guys were saying it, cause I think all three of us are on the same page, but um just in general, it's, it's what I hear after every other episode is, oh, this one was a filler. Um, and to me, it makes me think of scenes like, I can't remember which one I was thinking of. Um, there's probably even a scene or two with Luke and Dagobah where it's like, okay, it cuts to him and he's like looking at stuff in Dagobah and then it cuts somewhere else. You wouldn't call that scene a filler scene. You know what I mean? And I feel like it just kind of scales for me 
if an episode doesn't happen to progress the main storyline as much as I don't know, like a key part of the story, you're still learning about the characters. You're still learning about the the universe, which is what us nerds really want. I'm like, I just, I don't buy into the filler episode thing at all. Um, so anyway, that's my thoughts on the phrase filler episodes. I thought this was a great episode. I thought the frog lady episode was a great episode. There's actually a <laughs> lot of deep things in there if you look closely. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. Yeah, going along with that, I mean, this is what George Lucas based Star Wars on was these old serial TV shows. It's just another journey. It's just another day. It kind of reminds me of um, Bonanza a little bit. Or I also think back to Toy Story. Um, it's Woody's Roundup. <laughs> it's just his next. It's just his next episode. <laughs> his next adventure that he's going on mm-hmm. with his friends. You know, that's really what it is. And obviously there's going to be more dramatic story in certain episodes, but sometimes we just go into different directions and it's totally fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, I've heard people call these episodes his side quest episodes, uh, which is, which is fine. I mean, just like a video game, you do the side quests, you level up, you grow, and it also introduces you to other characters, which I mean, the side characters are also, I mean, if you didn't have the side characters in this show, yeah, Din Djarin and Baby Yoda are great, but you, you need all of it. That's what makes it such a great show mm-hmm. and a great episode as well. Yeah. So I've got a couple of predictions, maybe questions from a couple of our friends. thought I'd shoot them at you guys. We can get a little bit of dialogue on those. Um, the first one was from Andy and Aurora here in Washington. And they said that they believe Grogu um, is going to be discovered in the next episode by a Jedi. And I know this is on a lot of people's minds. Jake, your thoughts? Well, it's tough. There's one episode left, right, guys? I mean, we have so much to unpack. They have to get to the Star Destroyer or whatever ship he's in. They have to rescue Grogu. I mean, is Bo-Katan going to get the Darksaber back at that time? We still have the whole fight. I mean, Moth getting, I don't don't think this is going to be his end, but it could be. There's just so much to cover. Um, But uh, I think we could, I I think that could happen. We could see um, what we think of uh, Grogu putting out that signal when he was at uh, the Jedi uh, post out there. Um, we could see somebody receiving that signal through the force, through a dream of some sort. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, and it could just be something simple as like the back of somebody's head that we saw for a clip because we haven't really heard casting rumors or anything about other Jedi. Uh, but it could just point us in the direction of who is going to be that one to train Go- Grogu. Adrian, do you think a Jedi is going to find Grogu and is it Mace Windu? <laughs> <laughs> that's right he still exists as far as sam jackson is con- concerned um okay so i guess uh, if we're talking predictions i predict no um i think i think there's a high high chance that they won't refer to the jedi that he called um in the last episode at all the last episode of the season if they do anything 
Um, I'm, I'm totally with you, Jake. They've just done it way too many times that I could easily see them doing some boots, you know, maybe with the <laughs> ends of a robe or, um, or just a hood or something like that to, you know, to indicate. And, and of course, like the closing shot. Um, so if we see anything of a Jedi, I think I'm, that's how, that's, that's where I would think it would go. I might be repeating myself from last time, but I'm hoping closing shot, the black glove grabs Grogu's hand mm. and we get, and we get a Luke Skywalker reference. Mm, I don't know. My hope is we, see, so. we just see the feet of one Jedi and one skinny Mandalorian in a spray painted up suit. So we know, we know who it is, right? Oh, you're saying ah- Ahsoka and Sabine? No, so Sabine and Ezra. I mean, Sabine. Oh, okay, yeah. Where is she? Where is mm. she? She was with Ahsoka. I'm, I, I'm, I think she's with Ezra. So I think we might see them two together. Um, see where they have been this whole time. That is my hope, at least. All right, and then my wife Waverly, um, her speculation, her prediction is that, um, and her hope. I think my hope too is that we get Bo-Katan back um, next episode for the finale. I'm hoping she gets the Darksaber back. Honestly, I wanted them to take back Mandalore next week, but I feel like that's probably (laughs) going to be next season at this point. Because like Jake said, it's just, it's a lot to fit in one episode. Adrian, what do you think? Um. I don't. I don't think Bo Katan. I don't think they're going to wrap up the dark saber at all. Um, as far as as far as the next episode, I feel like honestly, okay. Just talking predictions. I don't think they're getting out of there with Baby Yoda with with Grogu. Um, I feel like there's a high probability it's going to end on kind of a dark note, and we are just going to be anxiously awaiting for a year to find out what his fate is. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like they would do that to us at this point. We just had the razor crest blow into a million pieces and it was, it was heart wrenching. I just, I could easily see them wanting some, some dramatics for the last episode. So honestly, I don't know that, that Grogu is going to be safe from the empire's hands next week. Jake, do you want to add? Um, I think Bo-Katan could show up very well. I mean, we'll see. But I, I do agree that the arc of the Darksaber is not going to be finished here and now. I think it needs to be finished on Mandalore. Um, I, I, that's what I think at least they should go back and finish it up. Uh, I don't think there'll be a huge cliffhanger like that. I, I, I do think they'll get him back. Uh, like last season, they got him back. They s- escaped um from moth eating at that time and then we saw the reveal of the saber so uh maybe we'll just see a reveal of a different saber this time yeah my friend anthony his prediction is that um is that din goes and he and he gets together with bogatan the the two mandalorian that she's with and then he also gets ahsoka and all of them he's got this big crew now and they go after gideon I mean, I hope that's what it is. Uh, it seems like a lot, but I mean, that would be <laughs> pretty dang cool. Yeah, I guess there's I just so much. Yeah. 
there's so much that they need to wrap up or address and it definitely feels like they can't get to all of it and then at the same time now that we talk through this i'm like they've definitely tackled a lot they've covered a lot of ground in some episodes where you don't think we're going to get a bunch and we end up you know getting a lot so it, it, yeah it could it could really go either way not to completely backtrack on my last thought but <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yeah no it's just one of those things. And and in some ways, that's a great thing. That's one of the awesome things that this show has done is there is so much going on. Um, even though I do wish that this show was a little bit um, a little bit bigger sometimes. Like sometimes I wish it wasn't just about Din. I wish we went back and forth to other, other characters. Like could you imagine if it followed Bo-Katan and Din and maybe another Mandalorian and we had three separate stories that were going simultaneously sometimes i wish it was more like that so it could feel bigger but at the same time like i said they've they've definitely packed a lot into this season last prediction and we'll get your guys thoughts on this um is from bill back in arizona and he's thinking that grogu is going to use the dark side force powers uh, next week adrian I love you, Bill. How's it going, Bill? No, I, I don't think they can do it. It's, it, it is tough because like my mind often does go to, we're trying to sell toys here too, you know, and shirts and, but it's kind of true. I mean, the kids, they love, they love Grogu. We can't, he can't turn evil. If he does start to turn evil, I think they would address it and then correct him and it'd be a nice, nice lesson for all of us. Kind of like Ezra. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Spoiler, but it is a spoiler show. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, what do you think? I I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I mean, to what extent? I mean, are you calling him force choking Moth for a few seconds? Is that him turning to the dark side? I could see that, and then then being like, "No, stop it," and then he'd be like, "Okay." I I don't think there'll be like some huge turn where he's shooting lightning or anything crazy and killing all these people. I definitely don't see. Yeah. That. Yeah, because I mean, we we've already seen it just a little bit, like you mentioned. So, what could be cool though? This will never happen, but what could be cool? Um, in Rebels, we had the um, the Bindu. You guys remember the Bindu? He was the one in the middle, and it just and and they've referred to the fact that the Bindu can change. I mean, I don't know if it would break lore at all. But it would be crazy if Grogu ended up being like the next Bindu or something. It'll never yeah, happen. Yeah, that would be cool too. <laughs> that is a cool idea. I just want them to bring the Bindu back. <laughs> I thought he was a cool character. Well, I, I honestly could see that of more of an Ahsoka storyline, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Well, before we wrap up, do you guys have any more of your own predictions that you wanted to throw out there? Uh, I do... I do. Yeah, maybe I'll throw it. it out as a question. Yeah. People are talking that Din is going to start flying around in the in the in the Slave One, and some are even talking that Boba Fett will hand it over to him either because he dies or retires. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I did mention that on last week's episode that I I can't see Boba living for very long. I just think it's time for him to come to an end at some point. Uh, I, I definitely could see him dying possibly this episode. Who knows? 
because uh, I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, don't see him continuing in the crew uh, in season two, as much as I would like it to happen. And he does need a new ship. So, yeah, I, I, I could see Boba Fett's demise and the slave one continuing on through the Mandalorians. Well, I mean, I think Mace Windu's going to come back and Boba Fett's going to go after him. <laughs> and then, you know, there's... so. <laughs> no, I, thing. I think we need a lot of more, a lot more dialogue from Boba Fett and just like more context to the character and like just layers, you know, really flesh out his character because he doesn't really talk a whole lot either in any of the other episodes that we've seen or, you know, in the movies. I think we just need more from him before he goes away. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess me personally, I would much rather see Din. Like we've never, as an audience, we've never experienced one of our favorite characters. Like what is it like to go and find and purchase a new ship or, or I don't know, have one commissioned or something like that. You know, like to me, that would be cool. And also the slave one is Boba Fett's. I mean, I don't really like, maybe it's because I have some nostalgia for, for that, but it's just like, I would love for the slave one. Whenever you see the slave one, you know that Boba Fett is about to make an appearance, but I don't know. So those, those are my thoughts. I kind of, I would like them to see, I would like to see a new cool ship that we, we grow to love. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was kind of starting to love the Razor Crest, but uh <laughs> Razor Crest I really too. liked it. That? I really liked it. Yeah. I guess my prediction is that he's going to end up back with Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians. And I'm hoping that they just travel together on their new Star Destroyer. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that happening. Uh, I do think this last episode, um, whether Bo-Katan's there or not, I think we will get to see an awesome sword fight with Moth and his Darksaber versus Sinjara and his Beskar staff. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, totally agree. I think they were, they were kind of setting us up for that. Right. Well, anything else, guys? Any other predictions? Anything? Count, All right. Counting down the days till Friday. Or Thursday night. I know, it's night. crazy. It's people. already the last episode. <laughs> yeah. It just went by too fast, but also it's only eight episodes. So. It was really nice to have that opening one that was so long and i keep keep hoping i'll we'll come to a next one and it'll be just as long but you know they've been right around 35 is probably where it'll be which is okay it's, real, it's real quick your guess how long next episode mine um yeah i'll say i'll say 38 38 okay jake uh my guess is gonna be 48 there's just too much. There's too much. <laughs> I'm gonna go 54. Ooh, that would that, be, be good. Know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, six guys. of those are credits. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Well, thank you both for being on the show today. It was a lot of fun breaking yeah. down the episode, talking, giving our predictions. Uh, thank you, everyone, for sending in those predictions and questions for us. Also, and for listening to the podcast we really appreciate it and please join us next time also the three of us are going to do another episode soon because disney just had a huge live stream this week and announced a ton of more 
Star Wars shows and movies. So we're also going to have another episode for you real soon, breaking down those and our predictions for those, um, just giving you a ton of information to hold on to and get excited about. So thank you everyone again. Come back next time on the Starfighter podcast and we're signing off.